Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by Send It Philippines. Send It is the leading payment gateway in the Philippines. Allow your business to accept payments seamlessly from cards, e-wallets, retail outlets, and local banks. For more information, visit sendit.co. Also powered by B21, a platform which helps you start your journey with cryptocurrencies. Visit b21.io slash hustleshare and get $2 upon signing up. Also by Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. Sign up now at podmetrics.co for free and use the code HUSTLESHARE. Welcome to the sixth edition of Ask Hustle Share. We are happy to be in this brand new season and to start things off with Ask Hustle Share in this brand new season. We're starting with a brand new format that we've never done and I've never actually taught anywhere. And as a matter of fact, this episode is quite special because this is not the first time that uh, someone's going to hear this because this is actually a recording of a mentorship session that I did for Upscale, which is the University of the Philippines' TBI. So just to provide a little bit of context what the TBI is, technology business incubators actually exist across the Philippines with the aim of incubating startups across the whole region or the whole country. Now, being part of the community in the startup uh, ecosystem, 
Kubo has stopped me to be one of their mentors. And every once in a while, I do mentorship sessions like this. You know, one is to, like in a net lecture manner, where they tackle about certain topics that would help their startup. And in this session, I felt like it shouldn't just be limited to that session because I felt that it's going to be very useful to a lot of the listeners on Ask, Hustle, Share, especially in the podcast, to actually use this as a benchmark in how they operate their startup. Because today we talked about how to know if your startup is going to make it. Now, before we start, we always have show notes on hustleshare.com. And I suggest that before you start listening to this episode, go to hustleshare.com first. So you have a guide of what I discussed here. Because when I did this, I actually had a visual. And you won't be completely lost of what I'm talking about today. Now, there are going to be two parts of what I'm going to be discussing here. The first part is basically discussing if your startup is going to be default dead or alive and what can you do to change the trajectory of what you're going to do. And the second part is the Q&A session that we did during the lecture. Before we begin, again, if you have any questions that we can help with, don't hesitate to send us an email at ask at hustleshare.com so we can tackle your questions on the next editions of Ask Hustle Share. All right, let's begin. Thanks, guys, for having the time again. I've never taught this to anyone. It's, it's one of those uh, rare things that, I, that we don't get to talk about often. So a couple of reasons why. is because not a lot of startups make it to this point Primarily because the degree of difficulty and the sheer statistics that 90% of startups fail. So that's the sad reality. However, um, at this point in your startup life, per se, a lot of this is still within your control. So just to properly do a recap, I got some pointers from Rizzy. That was sent over. So again, the discussion points today is going to be talking about IRL, checklist discussion. Basically, it's in real life, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct, Rizzy? Investment readiness level. IRL. Okay. Because in IRL, in normal street legal, it's in real life. <laughs> I am sorry. Investment readiness level. Okay, so it also applies. My bad. I am an idiot again. Just at the mash hand, pretending to talk to you people in UP. Okay, so we know where the totem pole is. I'm just right at the middle. All right, but again, a lot of what you're going to be, I'm going to teach today are stuff that will prepare you to get that funding. Again, a lot of startups uh, fail. A lot of startups don't even get funding. But funding is not the end goal. Funding is not something that you celebrate and funding is not a win. It's a means to an end. So what I want to be able to break down today is how you can assess if your startup is going to make it or not. So quick question for, for everybody here. Who among you guys are already operational? Now, beyond MVP phase. Raise of hands. Mm-hmm. Raise of hands. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's okay. It's okay. Beta na, may contract na, hmm. may uh, pilot na, incorporated. Perfect. So Adam Tech from Ian, and who is this Poggy guy? You don't have a name. Uh, you're just Poggy. You're from which team? Yeah, man, Kubayan. There. That's a flesh-looking. Yeah. Yeah, Eman. Eman is from. 
Experto. Okay, perfect. So, what I'm gonna teach you today is how I do it in my startups and I my basis is the best in the business. And I'll try to explain it in the best possible way. When I say the best in the business, this is what YC teaches you, Y Combinator. Okay, so... The main tenets, again, will be investment readiness level, checklist discussion, right? Creating a business model for scale. I think you've already had that. And advancing plan uh, that you're going to be doing. So let's start first with the million-dollar question, okay? Is your startup default dead or default alive? So what do you know? How, what, how, what, what is default dead and default alive? So this is a hypo- uh, question that you need to answer. So you, you answer this question when your startup has already been operational for the past eight to nine months. Okay, eight to nine months. All right, you don't ask this from the get-go because that's too early in the game. Right? But if you've been operational eight to nine months, you should have either number one, these have product solution fit. Number two, you should have a paying customer at least. And number three, you have a semblance of a product or service that you want to do. Okay? So if you're eight to nine months, you ask this question to yourself. Assuming your startup expenses remain constant and the revenue growth is, is what it's been for the last several months, do you make it to profitability on the money you have left? Or do you live or you die? Okay, so it's, it's a loaded question, a very loaded question, because this is now your path towards creating a business, right? The reason why you're in the startup game is because you're not just here to create a, a business. The reason why you're here and why tech is the key, because you, you have, you're building something that's uh, built for exponential growth, right? So... You need to ask yourself, are you, are you default dead or default alive? Okay. Basically, default dead, you're, I'll explain that to you if you're not familiar with Renvite. Now, if you are with the money you have left, whether it's bootstrapped or you have some angel money and whatnot or some loans, are you going to be profitable? So now you ask yourself, in nine months, do you think your startup is going to be default dead or default alive. Because that will definitely dictate how you play the game and what the trajectory of your game plan and your business model would be. Okay? So if you're default dead, a lot of what you're going to be... the, the fact, Sorry, before we, we do that, uh, the factors that you need to take into consideration are always these three factors. First one is the burn. The most important thing. Right? And this is the, most easy, the easiest one you can control. How much are you spending to operate your startup? How many of you guys are just a founding team with no employees? Can you type on the chat box, please? Okay. Servini. Homosis. Dinagipik? How do you properly say Dinagipik? Dinagipik? It's Dinagipik. Okay. Got it. All right. So most of you guys are just founding team. So that's great. That means your burn is low. If you're going to have burn, again, there are a lot of things that always contribute to burn. And always in the top two and three, 
would be number one, salaries. Right? Salaries of employees. Employees always go first. And then, if you, if you can afford it, salaries of the founders. So, loaded question. You founders are already, how many of you are also incorporated now? So, if you're incorporated, should you be making salary already? Right? Not yet, according to Alex. How about the others? Not yet. I don't think so. Okay. Not yet. Okay. So, that's yes, that's correct and not correct. Okay? Because you should be. The fact that you've created a corporation, that means that now is a separate entity than you guys. But that's correct because obviously that entity cannot afford to pay you yet. In return, since it is a, it's, a, it's an entity that you're serving, that you're just contributing as, as all your efforts combined, it now owes you money. There is now a debt that the, the thing. So whatever your salaries are, you need to define that from the get-go. How much is my time worth in the, the monthly thing that I've put in here? You need to define salary. It does not pay you yet, of course. But the moment you get to profitability or you get funding, that million-dollar question will then be asked. Do I have to get paid? And I have to get paid. You are also, aside from being a shareholder, you are an employee of the business. Okay? So it's great that you're, 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 you do that, burn. So I said, salaries always. Next is always rent. So the beauty of it is we're, we're all online so and whatnot. If you need to do that, you can definitely save on it. And lastly, the variable costs. Then building product, hosting, whatever the infrastructure stuff is, that's always the top three. Those are your main contributors to burn all the time. And the bigger your startup is, the bigger that burn would be. Okay? Now, the second factor is your MRR. What is MRR? And this is always going to be the basis of how investors will grade you and how your progress as a startup, especially in the most important metric of it all, which is revenue. Okay, don't mistake me from profit. Profit is good uh, you, that you also do it. But at the end of the day, why is MRR important? Because it shows you that you are now closer to product market fit. Why? Because it's easy to close one. But you know you have a real customer when that customer keeps coming back and keeps paying you. Okay? So if you have a customer, great. Now the next challenge is how do you keep that customer to keep paying you for what you have? And how do you also then achieve the next thing? How much are you growing your startup's revenue? At what rate month on month? According to YC, uh, Y Combinator, you should be growing your startup at the rate of 10% month on month. Okay, why? Because the benchmark for investable startups, again, don't go FOMO on this. I'm just sharing this to you. Those ones that really excel the most, that have a good team, that execute well. In the first five years, the first year, they grow by 3x. 
Second year, they grow by 3x again. The third and fourth and fifth year, they grow by 2x. So at 10% month-on-month, it guarantees that at the end of the year, you would have grown by then 3x. So that should be the benchmark that you should be doing. So let's just say, if your monthly recurring revenue right now is 100,000 pesos, how much would you, should you be making next month? Obviously, 110,000 pesos. That's the goal. Now, if you're going to be executing your startup as you're looking for product market fit, you need to then play these three factors, right? right? Because again, that will be the biggest determinant that you need to ask yourself. Are you default dead or default alive? These are the three factors. Why? So the, the one thing that you don't want to happen is, again, default dead. Your startup is default dead. It's not yet dead. It's default dead. When, you, after eight to nine months of operation, you look at yourself as, do you have enough money to make it to profitability? If the answer is no, that's not the end of the road yet. You need to play around with those three factors that I told you. Now, what you don't want to happen is you get the fatal pinch, which is a combination of the three. Default dead plus slow growth, and you don't have time. This happened to me already. My first startup, I got into the fatal pinch. So I default dead. So party file, again, just uh, to, to tell you again what, what happened there for those who don't understand what happened. My first startup, I did that for six years. I didn't have the right repeatable, scalable business model. My business model was a freemium model, just like the way freemium sites work. It was a freemium app. And I had big churn. So a big when you say big churn, basically, is I don't keep a lot of my customers. And that's the key. In a startup, it's not about how much you obtain in customers. It's how much you keep. Because, again, you're always in the process as a startup to be in, in, in the hunt to become a uh, business. And the key to making a business grow is repeat purchases. So... In my end, I, it was a freemium model. I kept losing customers, and I needed to do a pivot. Pivots are usually expensive. But when you have a small team, pivots should not be exp- that expensive, and you sh- it should happen fast. The bigger you get, the harder it is to spin it. Right? So I was default dead. I only had three months, four months runway. So it's scary because if I don't get to profitability – we will die and we won't get to raise our next round. Slow growth, definitely I had no trajectory of a slow growth. My monthly recurring revenue was like that, like the Richter scale. Sometimes I had a sales, sometimes I don't. So that's scary. You know you have product market fit when on average you'll be getting 10% month on month. Mine was seasonal at best. And lastly, the close-up forever summer thing happened. I ran out of time. The macro forces, I was not in control anymore. So what happened? My startup died. So it's not doom and gloom. I'm just telling you because I've been this, this route. I've been on the losing end, lost everything. And I've been on the winning end where I got acquired. And now uh, my, my startup uh, podcast network, Asia, is doing really well. And I want to prevent more people from going through this. So again, by asking yourself if your startup default dead or default alive, it would really dictate the game plan 
that you're gonna be playing. Because if your startup is default dead, your approach should be, what's our game plan to save the startup and make it profitable and get you to the next milestone, right? And remove yourself from that trajectory. What do you do? You play with the three factors, right? You then lower your burn, increase your sales, and increase your month-on-month growth. If your startup is default alive, that's great. Because that means you are now in a trajectory to profitability. And it's easier for you to get funding. Okay? Here's the thing. Now, again, if you are in default dead territory, which a lot of you will end up in, and I went up to default dead as well. In between my first funding from Kickstart, I lost it all. I, my, my first check was just $50,000. It's around 2M, 1.2M, 1, 1 point whatever. My next round did not come until a couple months after. So what you need to figure out is you, again, as cliche as it may sound, you need to hustle your way to it. And it's called being on cockroach mode. You guys know why, why it's called a cockroach startup? Have you ever heard this term before? Not yes. yet. Okay. So a cockroach startup in an, any nuclear event, who, who survives? When somebody drops a fucking nuke, right? It's always the cockroaches. It's hard to kill them, right? So you need to make sure that you survive while you're weathering the storm. So what you need to be able to do is... Again, define those three things that you can control while you're hustling. While I'm doing this, I'll be sharing you an incredibly efficient tool, which is the Startup Funding Calculator. Allow me to share this to you here. So this, is, this came from YC. Remember the three factors that I told you? Yes. Okay. Yes, no, sir. Yes. So, so the monthly recurring revenue is the green line. Your burn is the red line, and your growth is this angle. Okay, let's just say that at the start of your startup, you are making, let's just say, $200 month on month. Uh, okay, can you give me uh, who, who here has sales already? Okay. Nikki, what's your current MRR or what's your latest monthly recurring revenue? The thing is, po kasi we aren't uh, we aren't constant because That's fine. What's but if you average it out, what's your uh, what's your MRR monthly, uh, monthly revenue? Let me let me take out the calculator lang po. But um, from April to this month po, yung naging profit po namin was eight thousand revenue, not so, profit. Wala kaming costs po sir, eh. Okay, so full I mean, revenue, full profit, which is how much? Eight thousand, po. Eight thousand. How much is that in USD? You have to talk USD always. Because um, if you want to get external investment outside of the Philippines, you have to talk. It has to be dollars. Um, give me a second, up, sir. Um, I think it's. I divided by fifty. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. okay. That's why by fifty is around for uh one sixty. One sixty. Let's just round it up two hundred. What is your burn right now? Burn rate. Wala pa po kaming salary, but we have. Contracts with young developer, but that was before we started profit, pa. Mm-hmm. So I think that's around maybe uh, that was sixty thousand, pa. Sixty thousand, more or less a thousand eleven hundred dollars, right? 
Yes po. So this calculator, again, this is a cheat code, ha? I'm, <laughs> I've never shown this to anyone. Basically projects that if you are, let's just say, what, comfortably right now, Nikki, do you think you can yes, grow po? your sales at 5% month on month? So 200 times 5%. Next month, if you increase 200 with 5%, do you think you can do it yet that done? Yes, Paul. I think so. Because right. we already have a lot of uh, services planned. Yung the, the problem with why we aren't very consistent po, sir, is because yung re- our revenue is very much dependent on how many mm-hmm. uh, classes we have planned for that month. So we started out with very few classes. Perfect. Okay, we'll, we'll get to that when we go back to the presentation. But what basically this tells you now is as you scale your startup, both these lines will grow. Okay. And ideally, you need to get the gap as closer as possible. Because if you're okay. spending... So I've seen, let's just say, uh, I've seen startups that are making only, let's just say, 200 month on month and spending $10,000. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and how much are they growing? Say 5%. They'll be profitable in 6.7 years and they need $625,000 to get where they want Oh to my be. gosh, okay. Do you think that's an investable business? Not really. <laughs> it's a bit too far, I think, sir. So this is for what, investors to look at. Correct. So this thing, there's a five-year plan typically, if you're not profitable in five years, your your business is in the wrong. You're in the default dead category. So you need to okay. change these factors. So what did okay. you need to do? When you do plan out your business plan, especially after this, you need to take into consideration what your ideal burn is. What your okay. ideal burn is, is how much are you going to be spending every month to achieve a certain milestone? Let's just say... Okay. You want to get to a thousand, so a thousand users. How much would it cost you to get there? What are the expenses, line item? I need to hire this, blah, blah, blah. Let's just say you end up with your monthly burn at $3,000, 150,000 pesos. Okay. Okay. Because of this, you're now able to drag up your sales to a thousand dollars, right? Okay. And let's just say give modest, I said the benchmark is 10% month on month. Right. Yes, Keep it at 5%. Let's just say we go at 5%. How much do you need to raise for your next milestone? It's just 30K USD. And you should be profitable in two years. Now, funding doesn't happen all the time. So what do you think in this di- in the diagram? Can you control the easiest? At this stage in your startup, it's always burn. And a lot of startups fail because they have immense burn. So what you can do if you say, let's just say you're not that quite there yet, lower your burn to just say almost $1,000. You'll be profitable in five months and you only need a small amount. If you're growing 5% month on month. A lot of the successful startups, guys, are obsessed by growing their monthly recurring revenue because that's your trajectory to get to your sales. So if you're in startup cockroach mode, lower your burn. Make sure that monthly recurring revenue is growing at a, at a, success, at a good rate in between 5 to 10%. 
Now, it's easier said than done, right? It's just it's like, holy shit, shut up, Ron. It's so easy to say that. Now, what do you need to do? As you do that, let's just say, let's go back to the, those things. $3,000 month on month. And again, 1000 So just for perspective, ha, guys. In PNA, when we did, in between our angel funding, we were hovering our burn at around probably 2000 yeah around 300 or 3000 us and we were looking at around yeah around 1000 to 1500 month mrr glowing at a rate of this rate right that's why we were able to rate the, the the last round and i felt that that was so that was so hard to do so if you are bootstrapped the most important thing is keep that burn low and find that monthly recurring revenue. Now, what is that monthly recurring revenue look like? The way I usually do it, and here's also how it, the easiest way to, to do it, is you look at what is your target revenue to hit. Okay? What, do, do, do you guys that, does that make sense? No. If not, then I will explain a little bit more. So you need to model out what's your target revenue that's realistic. Uh, for you. So for example, I'll just go back to Nikki. What do you think in one year can you can you make? And you when you make a target, it should make you uncomfortable. Eh? You, you don't have to create a low bar. Let's just say right now, how much are, how much was your burn? Uh, how much was your MRR? I think 8,000. That's okay. the monthly okay. revenue pot, right? 8,000. Let's just say you're growing at a rate at 5% month on month. And you multiply that by 12. No, actually, no. Let's make it 10%. You can do better. Let's just say 10% month on month for times 12 months. How much should you be making at the end of the year? Uh, so 10%, in, you're fire 8,000 right now, right? If that grew it by 10% month on month for 12 months, what should be your target revenue? Um, sorry, I'm bad with math, so you need to help me. Yes, oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah, can someone help us out? So, okay, 8,000, right? Let's just say next month, your target is to increase that by 10%. And that rate kept on growing. And at the end, you, you, at the end, you, add, you added all that up for 12 months, that 10% month-on-month growth. So let's just say, guys, let's help each other out. Do you, do you have a calculator there somewhere? 8,000 times 0.10. Right? Or t- times 10%. How much is it me already? Just keep adding 10% and 10% out of the 8,000 for 12 times. Okay. Let's just say 105,000. Right? Okay. And let's round it up. You need to be able to uh, be uncomfortable. Let's just say round it up to 120,000. So there's sort of three things that you need to work back. That 8,000, Nikki. How many bite sizes did you get for that 8,000 peso uh, revenue that you got? Um, I think that was, let me count how many people, but that was around, maybe around 27 people, sir. 27. So 27, 8,000 divided by 27 is around, they paid, paid around 300 pesos. Right? Yes, pa. Yes, pa. So 300 pesos a pop. Those three, eight, 27 people, so now you lo- look at that. So 300 pesos a pop, that's your ticket price. Your transaction, okay. you know. 
Then the next question, out of those 300 people, oh no, 27 people, those are 27 said yes. How many people said no? There were quite a lot who said no, actually. Um, I'd uh, so, say around mm-hmm. uh, maybe mga 10, 10, 15 said no. So 15, so 27 plus 15 equals 42. Let's just say 45 people. Let's just okay. round it up. Huh? 45, 27 divided by 45. Okay. Let's just say 27 said yes, 45 said no. Well, out, of the, out of the 45. Okay, Pa. That means you have a 60% conversion rate. Okay, Pa. So does this make sense to you? How will you then increase the number of people paying you 300 bucks a pop if you're closing at a 60% rate? Mm, when I was thinking about it closer, I thought it was to offer more classes para continuous yung, yung 60% na yon. But at the same time, most of the issues I encountered about why the 40% did not mm-hmm. continue was because they did not trust mm-hmm. in Servinia because we're new. So they were like, I think this is a scam, so I'm not going to be okay. um, enrolling with you. So hopefully, um, yung inisip ko pa was, I'm going to be um, addressing those issues by uh, creating posts uh, na proof po that our classes are real, hindi lang po siya, like, walang, walang mangyayari. Sir. So, and that's okay. By the way, guys, don't don't feel bad about losing customers. There will always be churn. We call it churn. How many people uh, of your customers do you lose? But most importantly, focus on keeping more of them rather than losing more. Okay, you don't want to have a leaky bucket. Okay, let's just say you, you give yourself a target that all of my current customers, I want to keep 70% of that. Because if 70% pay me all the time, I just have to worry about that next gap to refill that lost opportunity. So, okay, going back, right? Um, Nikki, right? If you're converting at a 60% rate and you want to double the amount that, or you want to increase the 10% month on month, how many people should say yes to you next month? At 300 pesos a pop. Okay? So right now, right? You're, uh, how many again said yes? 27, right? Yes, pop. Yes, okay. pop. How many? 45, right? Let's just say at 45%, you go, you add uh, 10%, you need to be talking to 50 people. Okay, pop. 51 people next month to give yourself a fighting chance. If you are to keep your 60% conversion rate. Okay, That's very high, by the way, yeah. like that's really high typically funnels usually convert at the bottom at around 30 to 25 percent at best so as you scale this always consider that you might just be converting down the road 25 to 30 percent so if you're only converting 30 to 25 percent you work your way back in order to get my target revenue number one how much should they be picking you for? Again, the ticket price. Number two, how many people should I get in front of to give myself a fighting chance to get that 10% month-on-month growth? That's why you have to hustle. What I did before in Party file, like shit, I partnered up and make sure the, that every night I can get paid because if we don't get paid, we're going to die. We're on cockroach startup mode. And there's no time to, to dick around. 
I need to make that money to give ourselves a fighting chance. Right? And if you're still able to show growth despite bootstrapping, despite being on, on cockroach mode, guys, that is the best pitch possible. Because you know what investors look for? A lot of people in the startup world have ideas, but only a few can actually prove that they can execute. They have grit. This is the formula for grit. That you can tell me that, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to still grow this business at a 10% rate month on month, keep my burn in check, figure out a way to get that money, increase my leads, keep the ticket size, improve my conversion rate, and hit that goal. And the best way to profitability, like what I said, going back is, if you don't need a lot outside funding, you then become... And, you, you, and within the money that you have, you can get to pro, uh, profitability. Your startup then becomes default alive. Then you can now talk about more ambitious things. And when you're ambitious and you can back it up, you can tell any investor and say, hey, this is what I've been able to do with limited resources. I need this to get here because I was able to get this done. Does that make sense? Sorry, sorry guys. I, I need to make sure that this makes sense to you. Yes, yes that made right. sense. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so right. much. So hit the target, and that target should make you uncomfortable. Trajectory, give yourself a 5 to 10% month-on-month growth in terms of revenue. Now, the question is, how the hell are you going to get it? That's where your creativity should come from. Your team then becomes tested. Shit, if our target is, let's just say, our target revenue, and let's just say our burn is $1,000 per month. And we want to get to profitability. And we only have a six-month runway with whatever we have on our back pocket. We need to be making at least around, five, uh, again, $500 a month already. And, or, or let's say, again, $1,000 a month if you can. How many people and where do I find the customers? How do I make them use our product? And next month, how do we grow that at least 5 to 10% in that range? Right, when you're able to do that, you can now then focus and zero in what these little factors would be. Again, it's either you increase the ticket price, one customer can pay more, or you can increase the number of people you talk to, or a combination of both. What if you can talk to more people that pay more, <laughs> right? Or increase your conversion rate. If you can keep it at sixty percent, my God, I've never heard of that. You get to keep sixty percent. Of your shit, but again, typically it, it as you increase the number of people at the top, your your trajectory goes low. So okay, the other thing is the, the ticket size that I told. So this is a good diagram. I le- learned this from Nick Snellyedo, right? Your business, you should also be defining what type of fish are you trying to get. So I told you the ticket price, right? And the numbers. Are you chasing whales, killer whales, dolphins, minnows, or non-payers? In my first startup, a lot of my listeners were non-payers. A lot of my users were not. 95% were non-payers. And my only chance of survival were whales. So if you can get... So again, what are you chasing? So if you're getting smaller fish, you need to, your attack should be volume. I need more fish that pay me X amount? Or are you going for 
less frequent things, but man, these are whales. They typically take longer to kill. That's how you work your way back. What type of fish am I getting? Sometimes it's a mix. You know, I have whales. I have some people that pay X amount. I have some people that, you know, keep the lights on. And it's best that you have multiple sides to get that done. Because again, typically, in a, at least in, this is a very, very true in gaming. In gaming, uh, they usually they, uh, call them killer whales. Only 1% of, of uh, mobile gamers that they pay the most. In streaming, it's also the same. Right. Look at look at the average spend for a killer whale is sixty eight dollars. A whale is just twenty nine dollars. That's the ticket prices that I was talking. So it's important that you are able to dissect what type of fish they are. Right, like Genshin Impact, like that. That's that's correct. There you go. Uh, and Nikki, right? You're able to dissect them so that now the question is how. The how you need to figure out that out, Steve. And you can copy executions at other startups in other countries or your competitors, then do it, right? But we need to define this as well, right? If you're able to show this, and always remember, right, that these are the strategies that you can now doing. So tips and tricks, you always want to uh, storytell. People like a good story. Not, not, they don't like being sold to. Right? Make sure that you know, you're telling a story of how you are the right team, that with them helping you out, you can achieve, uh, uh, achieve other things. So second thing, FOMO. FOMO is like, hey, you know what? This is a limited time offer. I'd love you to do this, but if you don't get this now, you might not get this opportunity because your competitor X is doing this. So social proof it. Who else has already done this? Are they the first mover? Are they not? And most importantly, I don't believe in cold emails. I hate cold emails. Always make sure that if you can, find someone who can make you a bridge. Like in making a joa, right? You want a bridge. You want to have warm intros done. Okay, these are just tips and tricks. And also, you have to make sure what type, where are they in the product lifecycle? Okay. Don't be pitching like a, a big conglomerate who are typically laggards the pitch of, hey, you want to be the first. Because again, there's always a chasm. And with what you're doing now, there's always uh, a big gap between the first few early adapters you're going to be. The first 2.5% would be the innovators and the early adapters. And these people, the, what makes them tick are those things that are new. So if you're looking for that monthly recurring revenue, look for those people that their fetish is new shit. Okay. <laughs> they want new shit. That's, that's what you look for. Right? So if, because if you find those people that are ticked by that, what makes them like, hey, I want to be first, I want to be first. Right? And you make them happy, keep them as customers, you're, that monthly recurring revenue, then you just add, hey, how, how many of you guys are, 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 are out there? And if you get that as your champion, what you can do is some, what a lot of people freaking don't do this, but it's just so basic. Ask for a referral. Ask for a warm intro. Tell them, hey, you know what? I love that you love the product. If I give you a discount, would you mind introing me to all of your amigas or your friends so that you can get this whatever for free? 
then you then multiply that person into multiple people as well, right? And typically, as you create that momentum, you then cross the fucking chasm to get the rest of the boa, boa constrictor done. This is like, it looks like the little prince boa constrictor, right? So you want to be able to then impress the ones who are that FOMO. Like, oh, wow, they're doing that. I'll try that too. Once you cross that chasm, that's what it is. So again, just to recap, let's go back to the calculator. You want to make sure that your ticket prices affect your monthly revenue. Keep that, that burn low and keep that trajectory high, 5 to 10%. If you show this at the profitable in year one, no stupid investor will, and you, and you only need 10.5K USD in capital. Yeah. But again, guys, uh, you want to double this all the time because people will always, uh, your startup will always experience roadblocks. So you make sure that you have room to, to buffer and pivot. Because let's just say, if you get funding that you double or triple your shit, your, your burn, right? Uh, let's just say 3K times 3 is uh, 9. That means if you're a 9K burn, you triple your shit, you now need 169. So you now, if you're, you're currently making at this point, you need to be more aggressive and try to go for a 7.5 revenue rate. But since you have more resources to go around, you can be more aggressive with your sales. Right? And this is the capital you'll be needing. All righty. So I think that's pretty much it for me today. I hope this helped. I hope it does not scare you because it can be done. It just sounds daunting at first. But guys, I swear to God, whatever your God is, can be done. But again, be obsessed with revenue because the best way to raise money for your startup is always through Rayvon New. That's business plan for you because you, uh, if you can literally work your way back for your target, how much at what trajectory you should be working it to, what are the whales? Uh, what are the check sizes? What your conversion rate is? How many leads do you need to be talking to? It's easy to hustle. Because if you're hustling without a target, dude, it's going to be hard. You're hustling just for the sake of. But if you work your way back, it's like, for example, you realize that ah, if I'm closing at 30% and let's just say I need 30, uh, 30, uh, 30% paying me uh, 1,000 peso, 1, pesos per month. That's 30,000 pesos per month already, right? If, but if my closing rate is only 30% also, I need to be talking to 100 clients per month. And next month, I cannot stay at 100. I need to be talking to 110 and increase another 10% for that. It's quite crazy, but it can be that. And that's, you know who the best people who can help you out with? And this is the test now. You know who's the best people who can help you out with? It's the people you chose to call co-founders. There you go. Hey, Hustlers, it's been over a year and a half since the pandemic has started and completely bamboozled us because it changed and altered how business is done in the Philippines. But if there's a silver lining that I've seen, the businesses and startups that thrive now are those who are not just digital, but also make it easy for their customers to pay them. And the thing is, no matter how great you think your product is, 
your startup won't scale and achieve real product market fit if you don't do an omni-channel approach in getting your customers' payments. Now, we've discussed so many options of how to get that done in this podcast already. However, what if you can just get that done using just one product? And that's why I highly recommend that you guys use Sendit. Sendit Philippines is the leading payment gateway in the country, and they allow businesses to painlessly and seamlessly accept payments from their customers. And these payment channels include credit cards, direct debit, e-wallets like Gcash, PayMy, and GrabPay, retail outlets, and pay later. Now, I'm not going to recommend this if we are not a user ourselves. We use Sendit in Podcast Network Asia and getting payments from our sponsors and also disbursing money to our podcasters. Now, it's not just us because there's a lot of legit Filipino startups that achieve scale that are using Sendit to get this done, just like our friends from Kumu. Now, if you're interested to use it for your business or your startup, we're going to make it very easy for you to get started because you are a listener of HustleShare. And that's why we're going to give you access to Sendit's SME program, which is Sendit's org-wide initiative to help our SME customers grow and scale. Through this program, they will waive up to 1.6 million pesos per business and free transactions just by signing up today. And it's only applicable to new Sendit merchants and for transactions excluding cards. So if you're interested, just click the link in the description box of this episode to find out how to join. So if you have a business or startup that's gaining momentum now, I highly suggest you start investing in this infrastructure like Sendit to allow you to scale, not just now, but for a post-pandemic world. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey guys, 2021 has been an exciting year for cryptocurrency because of Bitcoin getting all-time highs almost at a daily basis now. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I use this app called B21 to invest in my crypto assets. What I love about B21 is they've made it so easy for me to invest because I do not have the time to watch the charts and see the dynamic flows of all these crypto assets. And because it's so easy to use, I was able to make massive gains right when Bitcoin was making that bull run. Now, I don't want to be the only guy who's actually benefiting from this because as a hustler, you need to make your money work for you. So download the B21 app now in the Google Play and App Store and use the code HUSTLE to see how easy it is to use and invest in your cryptocurrency now. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact 24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate your growth. Submit your pitch to Impact 24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph. That's saschallenge.ph. And good luck and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. Now it's game time. Welcome to Startup Life. <laughs> there it is. And it's, it's not doom and gloom, but if you have a benchmark, if you're able to show that you have grit, you're able to, to back up whatever your idea is and show that you can go with, with just bootstrapping, woohoo! That's the sexiest pitch you'll have. Okay, Janelle, how can I help you? Hello, good evening, sir. Thank you for the discussion. Um, we talked about revenue. I would like to ask, parang ilang percent ng revenue yung kailangan maiwan? Like, ilan yung profit para maging appealing siya sa investors? Okay, so this is where unit of economics would 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 happen, right? And in typically, your unit economics will then be uh, uh, affected by your your cost. Your, again, in just in typical your cogs, right? The cost of goods sold. What what what? How much does it take for you to create a product and scale it? Now, if it's a product that that, that just made once and you can scale, that means you have high margins. The margin should dictate. In terms of how much it would be, at least 30 to 50% would be a good margin, right? If you can get more than 70% people like that. So, if you could, so for example, in, in podcasts, the way we do it, if it's a show that's just we're doing for advertising, we're only hovering around 30%. But if it's a show that we're doing from scratch, it's around 90% margin that we're doing. But it's not scalable, Right? It, it, you always have to consider also skill. So just make sure that you have healthy margins all the time. And you, you don't have to be profitable all the way. Again, the, the key, the operative word is monthly recurring revenue. Okay? Because if profit is always what you're chasing, you're not going to get there because there's, if you're, you also have to boost scale. Eh? You need funding to be, do this at a bigger size. So as you boost funding, your burn will always be higher. The important part is what is your MRR and what trajectory are you growing that for? Because it, let's just say, okay, if you just stay at that pace, growing 7.5% month on month, eventually in two to five years or two point whatever years, you're going to be profitable. Maybe you don't need funding by then because you have enough momentum. Does that make sense? 
Yes po, sir. Thank you for the answer. No worries. Ding! Okay. Emad, yes, how can I help you? Okay, uh, hi, Ron. Uh, question, kasi, like, for example, we are a B2B company. So we don't really expect that our customers would get our services monthly. But, uh, but we get big, uh, like, uh, one transaction is, like, worth, minsan, it's 100,000, it's 200,000. Parang, is there something, parang computation ba ng MRR? Kasi parang, right now, we are using parang quarterly. Kasi we can yun, do minsan, QRR. We can do QRR uh, as well. Okay. In your cycle. But, you're whale chasing, my man. Uh, that was my business model in Chatbot PH. So, typically, if you're going B2B, you're always, your challenge all the time is, these motherfuckers don't pay on time all the time. Right? You're always delayed. Right? So, even if you have a lot of revenue in your books, it will be stuck in accounts receivable. So, that's why you need to raise funding eventually down the road because you need to sustain operations. Unless you stay super lean and you can still figure out to serve your clients, then that's okay. But, if you really want to do this at scale and be be super ambitious, especially if you fe- feel like your your startup is default alive, you need to raise funding so that you can do this more aggressively. So, so actually, the yung, yung model nga namin, parang previously last year, parang we got paid after rendering the service. Pero right now, once the, they agreed for our services, we get 50% up, a down payment. Uh, up front. And then the, the other fifty percent would be like a day before the, the event. So okay, lang mo yung ganun na, yeah, na sure. But the the all the all the problem with any B two B always is collections. And in the Philippines, over ninety percent of businesses don't pay on time. That's a sad reality. So you always have to have a buffer, because as, yeah, as as long as you have accounts receivable, yeah, the quarterly recurring revenue looks healthy. But the biggest issue always with B two B is cash flow. Okay. Yeah. So Thanks. it's important you have a pretty long runway sometimes because your revenue is quarterly, right? Mm-hmm. But your month, your 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 expenses is monthly, mm-hmm. right? So you have to have good margins, and you need to be killing whales. Mm-hmm. What's sure a good that, uh, What's a good runway, pala? How many years? Like one year? Na in any case, na hindi ka magkaroon ng six months. At least okay. six months. Right, because if you it allows you to have enough wiggle room. If you don't have six months in of runway in in the bank, you should be raising already. The last the last checkpoints like you, so if you have like one year, great, start raising. But your latest red flag is like shit. If we don't have six months, we need to really be raising because fundraising can t- typically take from a quarter to a year. Thank you. Takes a long time. So, so right now we are getting uh, more customers. So we're getting a uh, good uh, revenue. Mm-hmm. So, dati kasi wala active marketing. So, isa yun sa parang bidibil namin yung team. Actually, uh, andito sa sa call ngayon yung mga interns that that we get like to beef up our team. What up, uh, interns? <laughs> so our problem is so we are getting uh, so we are trying to create uh, an active marketing campaign pero ang medyo natatakot ako parang we're scared that na once na nagtuloy-tuloy marketing and then we get customers we would not be able to cope up with the demand parang ganun that's the best problem to have you know that's when you know you have product market fit because they always say it when you have product market fit it's like when it feels like you're drinking out of a fire hose 
<laughs> you know, firehouse like the host is like <laughs> there's so much water that means you now have so much demand that you cannot serve and now it's your problem it's the best problem to have figure out how you do you match and so would you be uh you would talking to investors now or parang, that's uh, the best time to in, talk to investors always okay. you want to be default alive when you have default when you're default alive when you have that pipeline and you feel like you're drinking off a fire hose it's like hey see I have this amount I need your money to scale this up to meet demand okay thank you alright so interns keep going once you become in, again in, then you want to work for with Eman you get stock options you know and whatnot, and you get to exit keep it up Mm-hmm. And then, Eman, once you now do that, now you can go to that calculator, tell what your ideal burn going to be and what that trajectory would be. That's your ask, that purple area. How much do you need? Okay. If you can show that trajectory that you're looking at, solid. Again, you need to prove that you have grit and you're able to execute. A lot of people have nice ideas and whatnot, but yo. In in startup land, it's it's who gets shit done, who gets to execute in those ideas that really end up crossing the casa, the big boa constrictor casa. There you go. Any other questions, my guys? Okay, wala pang question ako let. Okay, go ahead. But you mentioned about the employee stack options, because mm-hmm. we're trying to uh, using yung aming ano, we're trying to to mm-hmm. prepare. Our, or to, to reallocate some of the shares with, uh, mm. with the founders' agreement. So when we consulted with uh, one of the legal firms, because mm. I, I asked if we should allot like an employee stock option, but ang sabi niya dito sa Philippines, parang, yes, no. uh, it's not that yeah, yeah. It's, it's not that attractive. How about you, ba? Uh, how about your your startups? Did you allot like an employee stock always. option? Or, always, five percent. To be spread across everybody else. There's a way, by the way. So just talk to the right lawyer. There's a way to magic it to make it feel like it's ease up. You assign it to someone, but it's just floating that they earn. They vest. You don't give it. They need to earn it. With the cliff, huh? You know the cliff? You're, you're familiar with the cliff? The cliff is basically after 12 months, they get to be eligible to earn, start earning shares. For every 12 months also, for example, they can earn 1%. Right? Let's just say they, the first month, the first year, they clear it. So, okay, now I'm eligible. And for every 12 months, they earn 0.25% until they earn 1% after four okay. years. Did you also allot shares for your board of, board of advisors? Yes, but not too much. Because also, again, I don't want freeloaders in this company, especially if this, uh, there's a lot of hype. A lot of people are like, yeah, I'll give you advice. You know, the best advice is always free. Like, am I charging you for this shit? No. <laughs> I'm here to fucking help you guys out because this is exactly what I needed when I was starting out. And I'm not going to ask for freaking uh, shit. And always, the best equity is bond. Okay? So if I really believe in you, if I have some cash on me, I want to fucking invest. But these are the things I'd be looking for. What's your MR? What's your burn? You know, these are the things that will be asked for you. What's your unit economics like? What are you growing at a rate of? Well, how, how big do you want this to be? How ambitious do you want to go there? Okay, thank you. All right. 
everybody is scared. I don't know why. Why are you scared? <laughs> you don't fucking answer. I'll eat the scream pop from Dulcinea. Hmm? Or I'll throw it to you. There. Really, I think you're also mad at me. Well, how come? Did you even uh, think that that was useful? What I what I said. Remember. <laughs> Math, cool. that's a math. Yes. Math. Math. <laughs> <laughs> we can ask another. Another uh, thanks, Eman, for for sharing. No? Uh, I I think the pivotal peak team is here also. No? They uh, also have some revenues. Maybe uh, they have uh, some questions. AJ. AJ. AJ, how are you? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm here. Sorry. Uh, I've been listening and taking notes actually. Not really more of uh, I know. I just wanted to thank uh, Ron for that. Tapos to mention din ako Ron. Go for it. We're now in UP, oh. Huh? <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah. Pero uh, this is really ano uh, more of a challenge for startup and uh, talagang tinatanong mo kanina about scary. Medyo medyo kinabahan ako. So, so, but I've learned a lot, and I'm, I'm, I'm towards the challenge. You can do it. None. You can do <laughs> Just it. Just do it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not dead, you're a cockroach startup. Okay. Remember, who is yes. the most feared animal in the city? It's the cockroach. Okay. Because I don't care how macho you are, when that motherfucker flies towards you, you will run. Okay. Uh-huh. So, and it's they're the hardest to eradicate. Right? You just got to you give yourself a fighting chance all the time. It's not going to be a straight line all the time. It's going to look like that. you know. Mm-hmm. But as long as you're averaging, again, that trajectory, and if you can show you know, signs of consecutive growth, then that's it. You've hit it already. And that's the time, again, you want your default alive, and you need to start talking to investors. So you can do it at scale. Always remember, guys, when investors always ask, they don't want to be like, hey, I just want to be a profitable business. A lifestyle business making whatever thousand pesos. They want to support the biggest fucking ambitions. Right? And their grade system would be like, what have you done in the past few months, the past eight to nine months, to show me that you are the one I should back to solve this fucking problem and your ambition? Because if you can show it with very less resources, then that's already an indicator that you can get it done. That makes the investors sleep that, okay, these guys can do it. If they, they were cockroach mode and they grew at 5 to 10% MRR, kept their burn low, why shouldn't I invest? That's the best pitch you can show. Ayun, tama, Ron. Ah, nakita mo, marami ako ditong logo. Tamang, tamang oh, yung timing. Eh. Andiyan yung Texas, US. That's oh, my non-profit in the state, oh, states. Eh. Of course, my frat in the uh, USD. Uh, another startup company which I'm nice. with, uh, CEO Doc. Of course, Pivotal Peak. So, marami talaga yeah. ako natutulad. One last request, Runster. Okay. Run, run. Uh, yung ano, yung calculator, medyo useful. Uh, talagang useful yun. Baka alam yeah. ko, naka-trademark sa'yo. Baka pwede. No, it's not mine. Here, zero. Mm, I'll send it, uh, I'll send it uh, on the group chat again. Here. Oh, yan. Sige. Para share ko sa mga co-founders ko. Again, marami salamat. No worries, no Thank worries. You. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, AJ. Uh, thanks for, for, for the comments. So, among the three areas, no, which one do you think is uh, ticket price, 
leads and conversion, which which of those three would be the I think your uh, biggest concern. Nako, Doc Luis, all of the above. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to write, so that I, I'm trying to tease out a question lang eh, that you know. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> oh, actually, ang ano pa nga namin, actually you. Yeah, yeah even nga this mga three factors, pati yung mga burn, uh, we still need to really compute eh. Because uh, yeah. we're, we're really earning, tas convert it to dollars. Talagang parang eye-opener talaga. So this is really, uh, this is really needed. So mm-hmm. I can discuss with the team with regards to that. Kaya we're too far. <laughs> no, it's fine. You'll get there. Just keep yeah. going. Just keep going. Mm-hmm. And watch your metrics properly. Because again, yes. if you hustle with proper laser focus on what you need to hit, it's easy to figure out because you know what you need to get done. Rather than mm-hmm. hustling and you don't know exactly what you're actually hustling for, it's hard. You get mixed results. Mm-hmm. There. Okay. So thank you again. No Sorry, Doc Luis. <laughs> no problem. All righty. Yeah, maganda yung, maganda yung uh, comment ni, ni Chris. So we are having, having a separate chat uh, on uh, Upscale itself, no, as a venture, we're also in the whales business. No? <laughs> yes, you need whales. There you go. All right. Chris, uh, Chrissy, did you have uh, questions also? Siguro follow through dun sa tanong kanina ni Doc, kay Doc AJ Ron. Say, on the three factors, I know those are the three most important ones, but say when you rank them, meron bang top, para, paano ba siya i-rank for the burn MRR and the... Uh, Growth. Uh, it depends on where your stage is, but a lot of you guys are in your early stages, right? So the the in in terms of importance, I would always manage burn because that's the easiest to control. Mm-hmm. It's easy to make tepid than to splurge, mm-hmm. especially if you don't have much, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Yeah. You you can always control that. Then. The one thing that I would really focus my effort on is building number. If you don't have revenue first, getting that first check. I would be do whatever it takes to get a paying customer. And then asking for feedback. Why did you like this? Why didn't you like this? Will you pay us again to do this? How can I improve the whole thing? And how can I keep you as a paying customer? And discover that. Then at the end of the day, as, as, as soon as I discover that, then I'll try again with to duplicate himself and use him as my evangelist to get other people on board. Right? Right. How do I multiply you as a paying customer to get more of you out there? What made you tick? What made you like my product? If you didn't like my product, how can I improve it? And mm-hmm. if I did X, will you be able to pay again? If not, that's fine. What did I learn? Try again. Yeah. I'd be obsessed with hitting those numbers because there are numbers that are secondary. Like, okay, your user base, for example, your B2C, your, your user base, and let's just say it's a, it's a paid thing. Your number of users would there is directly proportional to your monthly recurring revenue because the number of users will be the ones who will pay a smaller ticket price or whatever. That's why Netflix wants you to sign up all the time because they're charging a small amount but it's volume, right? And that's why the, the enterprise SaaS business don't really care about the mass population. They just care about a few whales and they're good, right? 
you need to define what fish you're going to get. Because when you know the fish, it's easy to work your way back. You know what your average is. Let's just say, ah, I'm B2B and I'm converting only 10%. So hard. But I need to make 100,000 pesos per. And my goal is to get to 1 million MRR. I need to be closing 10 of these whales a month. What do I need to do? Who do I need to talk to? What relationships do I need to build? And where can I find them in the ocean? Are they in the are they yeah. in the golf course? You know, what, what relationship do I need to build now to get it done? What features do they want? Right? It's easy to work it way back when you have a target and you know who exactly you're going after. Does that make sense, Chris? Yes, yes. Okay, cool. Thank you. Cool, cool, cool. I have a question. <laughs> yes. Medyo, uh, this is my first startup and mm. I've been doing this for almost a year. Mm. Pero nga, parang what keeps you going uh, doing startups, engaging startups? Kasi parang there are times na parang sabarang pagod ka na <laughs> na parang you don't have SL, you don't have VL and uh, uh, recently mm. parang uh, someone died in the family and hindi ako maka nakapapunta mismo sa salibing kasi I have to address I'm tied up with a contract with a with a client. So, parang what keeps you going as a startup founder or doing this startup? Because, uh, you, you have your advocacy. Sige. Yeah. Pero how do you refuel it? Yung ano, yung yung desire mo to to do this. Okay, so that's a very good question, and there's no right or wrong answer, but I'll answer it in my way. It's my why. At the st- and my why always changes now. When I was starting out, my only why was I wanted... It's just like creating your MRR. My only why was I needed to get my mama, buy my mama house. And until I hit that, I don't have the time to fucking do it. I will sacrifice my 20s, whatever it might take, for us to have a better life down the road. And when I hit that, I had to look for another why. Right? My new why is this. I want generational wealth. That if I exit this, if I do want to work again, it's because I want to, not because I need to. And the second thing is, I'm doing an advocacy of try, trying to pay it forward. I want to put my money where my mouth is. I want to invest in startups too. I cannot afford that yet right now, especially on a year where I'm trying to get married, right? But if I had a really good exit and I, my, 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 my family would be set for life. My job's paid forward. And if I see interesting startups here, that would be, hmm, they have nice MRR. They have, I won't just be fucking mentoring. I'll be a little selfish about it too. I will invest. Right? I will invest money and make sure that in my network, I give you the best fucking fighting chance to do it. So it always starts with why, Eman. You always ask yourself, why the hell did you start this again anyway? And I'm pretty sure you have a very compelling reason why. Because this is not for the, the faint of heart. So just remind yourself again why you did this. And also, sometimes it's easy to get lost in the, the motion of, I've done so much again, looking back at how far you still have to go. But the best time to also, thing to always do is take a pause and look back how far you've come over that past year. What have you achieved? Where is the startup now? Right? And again, look back and think, how can I accelerate? What did I learn? How can I accelerate this faster? And how close am I to that why? That's it. 
Thank you. Hard, hard. Okay. <laughs> hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again. And we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprouts Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey, hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag Uno Ready Savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag Uno Earn or hashtag Uno Boost Time Deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag Uno Earn Earn in flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice 
for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named Fintech of the Year at last year's Philippine Fintech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. There. And you have to have a deep, deep why. You have to have a deep hugot. Because this is hard. And not a lot of people will fucking understand. Especially the normal dudes who are, you know, not, not in the startup game. Like, ah, let's just fucking come back. We are now bakunado. Let's have fun outside. FOMO. We can now see each other. But the, the very end, especially at the very first few years, the most important ingredient for success would be sacrifice. You're sacrificing a few years of your life to achieve that big why that you have. Sorry, guys. I only have three minutes left. Go ahead and ask me whatever. There. Um, there's a follow-up question from Doc Louie. Any advice on work-life balance for co-founders? What's that? We don't have that in the in startup life. You want work-life balance if you can't afford that here. Sacrifice first, guys. All right. You need to also pause. You're, give yourself a time to rest. But there's no such thing as work-life balance. It's work-life integration. You know, you have to make it work somehow, some way. It's not polarized. It's not zero-sum. It's like that. Always. Right. Alex, last question. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, oh, Shan, good evening, sorry. bro. I'm Sean Cabasa from Alex. Yep. So from Alex, uh, so Alex is a smart online directory for lawyers. Okay. And yeah, so on that uh, previous question, I'd like to ask, because uh, we've encountered um, investor also that asked us regarding our commitment to it. Because most of us, the co-founders, are students. So on your opinion, how would you be supposed to address uh, an inquisition like that, like a question like that? Show, don't tell. So don't. Show, don't tell. What does that mean? Show them the eight to nine months of hustling. Because you get that money right now, that's scary. Because you haven't proven it. Show them that, hey, with this, if we've been through the depths of hell, worked it out together, showed that month-to-month growth, proved that our idea works, made some pivots to make it work, that's how you show the commitment. You can't tell a commitment. It's easy to tell a commitment. That only happens in a marriage contract. Okay? Show it. Don't tell. But again, thanks very much. But before I let you go, follow us in whatever podcast app you're listening to. And again, we had a lot of jargon. And don't worry, it's going to be in the show notes in hustleshare.com. And if you want to be part of the community and suggest a guest also uh, in a normal format, join us in the Hustle Share community on Facebook. And lastly, if you want to suggest a guest and, you know, just, just message us some random suggestions. It's going to be the chatbot at m.me slash hustleshare powered by chatbot.eh. And again, thank you very much, guys. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.